podcast is brought to you by bank accounts under ten dollars bank accounts under ten dollars we salute your risky living hey hey power and uh why do you always do this i don't <laughs> i feel so awkward saying hey, my strangers name. fucking tune in i gotta give you a nickname then hi strangers my name's ali paiva we're the downtown rats um so unfortunately we took last week off from recording for a good cause uh with the black lives matter movement going on uh we didn't feel that, that it would be appropriate to release a comedy-based podcast given the turmoil surrounding our nation and we saw the effects and the bravery and the tenacity of everybody protesting right outside of our window on Sunday night. And it was truly impressive to see people come together to really stand up uh, for something that should honestly have been in place a long time ago, an equal playing field. Definitely. Not even in place, there should have been systematic changes a long time ago. And we didn't want to do an entire podcast on this because we don't feel that we're um, at liberty to do so because we've never experienced racism firsthand. Um, But we did want to talk about it a little bit before we start the podcast just um, to, you know, discuss it because it's it's part of everyone's lives. And um, if you're a racist listening, we don't want you to listen anymore so you can cut out now. We are doing a comedy podcast, but just so you know, like, we care about black lives, and we don't want people to think that we don't, and we don't want people listening to us that also don't think that black lives matter. Um, No, basically, what's been incredible to really see is because I know uh, for a few years, definitely, there's been various headlines uh, related to untimely, unlawful deaths of black men and women in the United States of America. And, you know, Colin Kaepernick did his best, and quite frankly, I bet was a little ahead of his time in silently protesting just to try to stand up for, you know, what's going on in this country. And he tried to... I listened to Roger Goodell's speech all day today, and I was just like, it's it's hard because there's a lot of people that are like, well, you should have done it beforehand. Um, but, But there's also, like... People need to learn. That's that's the thing. That's the main goal here. Like, if... if Whenever that happened, what is it? Four years ago? Three to four, Three yeah. to four years ago. That happened three to four years ago. The fact that they're... I know, I know they should have freaking done it that long ago because they have so many good black players in the league that are making them tons and tons of money and you, if the fact that you don't whatever it was a misunderstood message people are like oh he's disrespecting the flag my uncle served in the country <gasps> yeah. they were freaking and, out and it like and you you can't when people learn you can't attack those people after they've learned um there's a lot of people that are saying like oh he should have done it then he should have done it, whatever but there's 
now there's so much information that we're able to give to the older generation. About time that they yeah. start listening. There's, there's so many people I know that have changed their views. Even from like when I was in high school to now. There were so many kids when I was in high school that were all like Republican and all like whatever. And now there's these kids that are really, really for the cause. And they're really trying to spread the message. They're not just posting things. They're posting informative things for people that don't understand what's going on. And we just have to keep doing that so that people can understand. The people that are still posting and saying, oh, but what about me? Oh, but what about my white skin? It hurts me too. And it's just, it's so... You don't have a valid argument no matter what you say. It's very like, you have to get through to them and it takes a lot of time. Sometimes you just can't because it's like a steel trap or whatever, but... There is information out there to learn. There is so many resources. Uh, and The best resource that I've definitely come across, and it's in our Instagram bio right now too, it's uh, blacklivesmatters.card.co, C-A-R-R-D. And you can find that. I'll actually put it in the description of this podcast too so you guys can click it. It's got every resource of how to donate, uh, how what to do in the case of being pulled over, uh, petitions. Di- yeah, petitions. It's got every piece of information you know that can be helpful in these on un- these crazy ass times. That's the I, that's the best way to put mm-hmm. it. I mean, I didn't I didn't see this coming, right? Uh, I've always taken pride, and I'm sure my cousin can attest to this too. That whenever we've thrown events in such, uh, we've definitely you know, taking pride in having an all-inclusive environment. And, you know, we've been told by so many people, like, you know, how welcome they feel and, like, how comfortable they feel in, in environments that we provide. Definitely something I've taken pride in. But that being said, uh, you know, there's so many places where people aren't included and are left out and are deprived of information. Mm-hmm. And the system's really fucked up. So I'm also, like... It's amazing to see people in the streets day after day doing this too. It wasn't just like a one day thing to be cool. I think we're on we're on like the ninth night now of you know when the shit really popped off. Mm-hmm. And I don't see people stopping anytime soon. People are raising money. They're yep. still spreading awareness. Yep. They're having conversations about it and the fact that people are willing to listen and uh, you know, open their eyes. You know, I, I have hope that it will get better. It's going to take a lot of time. We got to keep our foot on the gas, and you know, hopefully, uh, when we get older, and if we ever have kids, Ali, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Uncomfortable. Yeah. No. Okay. If, if you know the next generation, <laughs> like you know, hopefully, um, you know, they see the work that our generations put in the yeah. groundwork and. You know, you don't grow up hating a certain group of people. You're, you're raised that way. Yep. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to so, raise this generation with love, you know? Yeah. And I just wanted to say a few good things that happened out of this. Um, we also put a, a list in our... Um, I put it on the story today of, the, um, of our Instagram, but there's also in our I, a little archive thing, under our thing, I put a list of... Um, Podcasts you can listen to about um, this this current civil rights movement and um, Black Lives Matter podcasts that are really informative. Um, and if if anyone knows any more from those, I think I have like six or seven on there. 
Um, if anyone knows any more, you can you can message me um, or message us, whatever, and I'll put it into the archive as well so that people can remain informed. Um, and I just wanted to say this list of good things that have happened due to the protest. So within 10 days, so it's been 10 days of sustained protest, Minneapolis. How long is it? We're gonna need a whole episode for you to get through this list at this Min rate. Mini Minneapolis. <laughs> Sorry, I have a speech impediment. You have a I, wine impediment. No, I don't have a wine impediment. I can't say certain words. Even even with not wine. <laughs> um, Minneapolis banned the use of chokeholds, which I don't know why that was even allowed, but okay. Um, I didn't know this was an MMA fight. Like, okay, I'm just going to continue. Charges are upgraded against the officer, obviously, and his accomplices. Um, I don't know why that wasn't... That was disgusting what that guy I, did. I wish it would... I wish there was something on the list that was like, it's now legalized to kick a neo-Nazi in his fucking teeth. Oh, yeah, like... Um, Word to my homie Jesse the Tree for that lyric. <laughs> Um, Dallas adopts a duty to intervene rule that requires officers to stop other cops who are engaging in inappropriate uses of force, which I don't know why that was like all these people that are like, oh, these protests are doing nothing. These are things that should have never been legal. These are literally things that should have never been legal that people go into protests, signing petitions, making everyone aware. This is what's made these things that should have never been like legal at all. Uh, New Jersey's attorney general said that the state will update its use of force guidelines for the first time in two decades. Mm. So basically the last... Right? The last time it was fucking updated was what? 1999. 90s. Yeah. No, 2000 now. Because it's 2020. <laughs> Yo, well, real quick. Um, when we were watching that MMA fight the other night, I knew that skinny kid was going to get his ass kicked. Which one? They're all skinny. The, the, the tall, lanky dude that was 20 years old with the yeah. baby face. What does that have to do with anything? I don't trust anybody born by before 9-11. Oh, oh, after 9-11, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> you need to lay off the non-alcoholic beers. Okay. In Maryland, a bipartisan work group of state lawmakers announced a police reform work group, which I think every state should have. Um... Los Angeles City Council introduces a motion to reduce LAPD's $1.8 billion operating budget. And I think they gave it to a, like, like low-income communities instead. I hope. They didn't, they didn't, obviously, they, you don't take all the money from cops, but do cops really need $1.8 billion? No. Like. No, but here's my concern with <clears throat> that. They're going to try to find a way to fuck people over with. You know, their budget being reduced, they're going to start charging more for detail work. Watch. What do, you, what do you mean? Detail work standing in front of, like, when people are doing Yeah, but, like, you know, these towns, especially in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, you know, they have bylaws that, you know, for a certain group of people, there has to be a certain number of cops, uh, yada, 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 all the way down the line. If the cops' budget's no, being reduced... No, so, I, so, no, so, the thing is, cops have too much of a job. This is the thing. Uh, right now, we are not paying as much attention to mental health, social work, things like that, and it's put on cops' shoulders. 
So decreasing the budget and putting it into those things would actually... Maybe reduce crime? And, and stress to cops as well. So if you're on this whole Blue Lives Matter wave, taking, taking money away from them and putting it into other programs would cause less crime. And therefore, making the cops' lives less stressful. So if you're saying their lives matter, say that black lives matter and say that you're going to give money to those uh, communities because whatever. Okay. The MBTA, which is the transportation? Yep, Massachusetts. In Boston? Yeah, yeah. Agrees to stop using public buses to transport police officers to protests. Police brutality captured on cameras leads to near-immediate suspensions and firings of officers in several cities, as it should. Yeah, now that you have body cameras, so... Well, even... So, the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh, just give them body cameras. Police have had body cameras, and what they do is they turn the body cameras off. Should be like a misdemeanor to and turn then, off your camera. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard of a story where the guy turned his camera off, and then... Or he had recorded it, and then he gave it to, like, someone to basically destroy it. And it's, it's like, it's, it's easy for that stuff to happen. What? Monuments celebrating Confederates are removed in cities in Virginia, Alabama, and other states. And um, I heard that the Marines also banned the Confederate flag use, which I don't even know why people are still, whatever. I'm just not even going to comment on the Confederate flag use. So dumb. Um, the street in front of the White House is renamed Black Lives Matter Plaza, which I love so much. I would love to go back to D.C. Just fuck to you, see Trump! <laughs> fuck Donald Trump! That should be the fucking song. Maybe maybe YG could give us uh, some rights to the end track. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And military forces are beginning to be removed from D.C. Hmm. So maybe Bunker Bitch can go back in his bunker. <laughs> Okay, this is not a political podcast. This is a comedy podcast. Oh, and I just want to add one more. <laughs> uh, one more good thing to happen. Shout out to Ali's Donuts in Rhode Island for taking away the military discount and the armed forces discount. No, not armed forces. Or like the police. police. Yeah, and military. But yeah. Cops, you can pay full price for your donuts. Fuck out of here. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Everybody support Ali's Donuts. They got a lot of shit on Fox News for it. I understand a senior discount, but um, it's like... Uh, like People in the military love to eat at Applebee's because they just always give them a great discount. Okay, well, okay. I understand the military. I respect people that are in the military, but... Um, the thing, the thing that I thought of first when that happened was like, that's literally like, if you're a, if you're like Chuck E. Cheese and you're like, all kids can eat for free, like only kids go there. But it's like a donut shop. Like cops are known for freaking eating donuts. Like it's a known thing that all cops eat donuts. Why are you gonna give all cops this? You're just cutting into. You got sick of cutting into his profit margin but for some fuck boys. I understand that they did it as a part of the movement, but also they're probably saving a ton of money during this time when probably only cops were going into the store. <laughs> honestly, it's just so funny that somebody just openly comes out like, you know what? Fuck the police. You can pay full price for my shit. It's donuts. It's donuts. <laughs> 
It's not like it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I was paying a dollar ten, now I'm paying a dollar twenty-five, girl. Alright, so, you know, speaking of uh Speaking of fuckboys. Uh I'm gonna talk about <laughs> so this this uh this podcast is gonna be about Okay. <laughs> uh you know why John Henry is a fucking dirtbag. Who's John Henry? The owner of the Boston Red Sox. Whoop whoop. I love the Red Sox. Well, I did. I hope fucking baseball doesn't happen this year because none of these rich, greedy assholes on the ownership side deserve to make any money this year. Especially John Henry for trading Mookie Betts. Oh, I want to save money on my revenue. And then, you know what? You're not going to make any revenue this year. Even if baseball comes back, no spectators. They're going to have to make all their money off the television deals that they got in place. I miss Mookie Betts. Yeah, so, you know, if you want me to just kind of go through a timeline about why this guy sucks. Why? (laughs) (laughs) There needs to be like a cut of like when co-hosts don't pay attention. I'm Caught sorry. you slipping. So, I mean, well, first, John Henry, he's... This sounds like literally, like, wasn't that a president in the United States? Uh, Washington, John Adams. There's a lot of presidents named John. Yeah, you know what John John Henry would do is John Henry would fucking trade away half of our armed forces for a fucking bag of balls. And then all of a sudden just start getting America's ass kicked. Because he's a fucking terrible owner. You know how much John okay, Henry's just worth? Just so everyone knows, we're, we're talking about the Red Sox owner and not the African-American folk hero. Yeah, I know. Because you're bad-talking and <laughs> the guy that... Um, Most of our listeners... that cartoon with the... With the uh, he, ham- he hammers into the steel rock and he beat the machine mm-hmm. to make a railroad? Sure. That's John Henry. All right. So we're talking about the Red Sox, John Henry. So, you know, John Henry, he's worth over $5 billion. There's another dirtbag owner in Boston by the name of Jeremy Jacobs. Jeremy Jacobs is worth $3.4 billion, and he was the last NHL owner to even help employees during COVID-19. And the crazy thing is, he said that they were going to get paid when the season resumes, and he offered no further assistance for his employees. So he just left all those employees at the Garden in the fucking dust. And he's worth $3.4 billion. He's like the 400th richest dude in the world. Which, you know what's crazy? There's 477 more people in the world that have more than $3.4 billion. What do you mean? Like, Jeremy Jacobs is the 478th richest person in the world, and he has $3.4 billion. I think um, Jerry Seinfeld is richer than him. Nah, Jerry Seinfeld isn't a billionaire. Yes, he is. He's a millionaire. Oh, did you say billion? Three point four billion. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying million. No, no. So, you know. Dang, that's a lot of people that have billions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of billionaires. So, you know, Jeremy Jacobs just, you know, left his employees in the dirt, but John Henry left the Red Sox fan base in the dirt, and here's why. First, <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. Allie and I, when we would go out on dates when we were dating, well, we're, we're still dating. When we were dating, we don't go on dates anymore. Back. Yeah, yeah, I know. Washed. 
Uh, Allie and I used to go out to bars in Bristol because she didn't have cable at her apartment. And we would watch the Red Sox at the bar, you know, more often than not <laughs> during the week. We definitely enjoyed some midweek brews, and we would always watch the Red Sox. I want to say that we probably watched, like, 100 games during the 2018 season when they won the World Series. Does that sound about right to you? Um... I don't know. I think so. We watched a lot. So, Red Sox win in 2018. We're at the parade, smoking cigars, drinking beers at night in the morning. I don't smoke cigars. Well, I was smoking a cigar. But, you know, basically, the Red Sox uh, come back in April of 2019 with a World Series hangover. You know what a World Series hangover is, basically. Well, you told me what what, uh, a Super Bowl hangover is so I assume it's yeah. the same thing for But the crazy baseball. no no for baseball though you win the World Series and then you suck the next year. That's what you said for football too. Football you lose the Super Bowl and then you suck. Isn't that the same if thing? You win the Super Bowl you're pretty good still the next year. Mm, I don't know about that. Look at the Patriots. They still made the playoffs. Rams got their ass kicked. They were like five and eleven this year. But anyways, uh so September ninth. September ninth is a day September 9th of 2019, you know, the Red Sox are going through the season. They're blowing ass, right? And the Patriots have their season opener, and they have their ring ceremony, mm-hmm. which is like, hell yeah. Like, New England fans are stoked. Red Sox have been bad for a while. They're having a lot of salary cap issues. And John Henry decides that after the Patriots win their home opener at, like, because it was a night game. I was at that game. It was like 12.30 at night when the Patriots win their home opener on a Sunday night. John Henry decides that's the perfect time to fire his GM, Dave Dombrowski. So okay. John Henry's always, like, hidden behind his newspaper. So John Henry owns the Boston Globe. And nobody that works for the Boston Globe writes anything bad about the Red Sox because John Henry owns it. I mean, how can you write anything bad about the Red Sox? Because the they're Sox. a fucking joke of a franchise. Like, they're... Oh, they make me so fucking mad. Remember when they traded Babe Ruth? Yeah, they deserve. Yeah, Mookie Betts was the next. <laughs> Mookie Betts was the next best player since Babe Ruth. Maybe not. That's kind of I'm a force. Upset. Manny Ramirez was great. He got us a World Series. David Ortiz, but yeah, I'm saying like for homegrown talent, like Mookie Betts was. That one of those players that you see one in a hundred years. I'm gonna have to edit out you blowing on the microphone, trying to get the fly away from my. Hair. I didn't blow on the microphone. We definitely picked it up. We'll see. We'll see in editing if you hear it. So yeah, so they fired Dave Dombrowski. Who the fuck gets fired in the middle of the night on a Sunday night? By the way. Uh, this <laughs> this poor bastard. At least fire the guy on Monday morning so we can collect his shit. Like damn. Anyways, the Red Sox fail. To have a press conference the next day. Why? Because they're cowards. Okay. So management's not answering any questions. Ownership's not answering any questions. And they leave Alex Cora and the rest of the roster in the dust to talk about internal issues, right? So they're answering all these questions. Guess what happens the very next day? So Dave Dombrowski clears out his desk. What do the Red Sox do to put out the fire? They... What do they do? Um, uh, David Ortiz yes. comes back. So Dave- oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so David Ortiz got shot a few months prior. I remember. And 
His first public appearance was the very next day after they fired Dombrowski. Yo, how can you, you just so, forget all troubles when you see David exactly. Ortiz? Exactly. So what are you going to talk about when David Ortiz comes back, you know? <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, the most iconic <laughs> the most iconic athlete to put on a Red Sox uniform, and I'll definitely say that with, you know, validity. Um, they weren't talking about Dombrowski getting fired. The Sox sucked anyway. Everybody was worried about Poppy. So... Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Stop fucking lighting fireworks. It's not fucking 4th of July. Yeah, okay, continue. Motherfuckers went to Rhode Island to get some takeout and get some fireworks, I guess, huh? I guess. Um, so then, September 27th of 2019, John Henry announced the team's intention to cut payroll for 2020 season. So, the season that's not happening right now. This is very important. John Henry says that we're going to cut payroll, Right? When David Ortiz is No, no, no. So, like, a few weeks later. Okay. John Henry says, because the team already sucked, right? They didn't finish the season very good. They actually finished 84-78, and 78, which was 24 games worse than they did the year prior. Yep. But John Henry said, you know, I'm going to cut payroll. Why? Because... What's, what's payroll? Like, mean? the amount, like, like the sum of all the players' salaries oh, put together, right? Oh, okay. That's why they didn't keep Mookie Betts. Well... Not according to him, which is the dirtbag shit, right? So, um, there's a tax in Major League Baseball. There never was because there's no salary cap in baseball, right? So, it's mm-hmm. basically no matter how rich the franchise is, the players... Like, like the Yankees always got the best players back in the day because there was no salary cap. Yep. So, they had the most money. Whereas a team like the Miami Marlins, their salary... Their um, payroll is like $50 million, and the Red Sox is over $200 million. So, there's a competitive... Well, yeah, it's crazy. So, there's a reason why baseball is kind of like wacky with that shit. Oh no! Yeah. So they implemented something I called hate the, the Yankees. Likewise, they implemented no. something called the competitive balance tax, which is like a luxury tax, um, just to kind of you know penalize people for spending excessive amounts of money. So the Red Sox have been over the line for two straight years, and a third would have caused increased taxes and penalties. Uh, granted, what do you mean they've been over over the salary? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Granted that that competitive balance tax. Yeah. Now, granted, John Henry's worth over five billion dollars, so that's pocket change to him—a few million dollars extra God. pay. He owns Liverpool. He owns Liverpool. The soccer team. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant the, yeah. the city. He also owns Roush. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. No. <laughs> Fucking could with that like amount Shits of money. Creek or yeah, no. So rich he people own the town. So he uh, also owns Roush Fenway Racing. So he's in NASCAR, he's in soccer, and he's in baseball. Dude, even if he didn't own anything, the fact that he has $50 billion, and five he billion. owns, oh, sorry, $5 billion, and he owns, uh, he probably has a, some rich friends he can borrow money from if he doesn't want to spend his own money. So, you know, the uh, the Red Sox were about $30 million over the $208 million competitive uh, balance tax for 2020. So they had to shed some payroll. Granted, they gave Chris Sale a terrible contract. They gave him a five-year, $145 million extension, and he's got a bum arm, right? He's already deemed out for at least this year and possibly 2021 as well. He went to L.A., right? Nope, David Price. They traded Mookie Betts and David Price. Fuck David Price. Like, I hate David Price. I'm sorry I made that noise. Chris Sale? Well, Chris Sale, we signed him to an extension knowing that he was having arm issues. He could have just played out the season. Yeah. Nathan Avaldi gave him $17 million a year. It's like when they, we gave that team Isaiah Thomas, knowing he was broken. Oh, we fleeced the Cavs <laughs> in that trade, but then Kyrie kind of fucked our shit up. But anyways, so... I liked so, Kyrie for a season. Uh, I liked him, too. I was kind of... Obs- I, I hated him initially. We were sitting at Uno's, 
I'm not Uno's. It used to be Uno's. We were sitting at Frontera at the bar when we found out about the trade, and I was like, no, IT. There used to be Uno's? Yeah, Pizzeria Uno Gross. back in the day. Dude, Uno's is so nasty. <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me. Oh. <laughs> like, do they still sell the Chicago deep dish frozen pizza yeah, in the Stop and Shop? Nasty. Oh, if Dave Portnoy ate that shit, he'd give it like a point nine at that. Uh, no, no, I don't know if they serve it at Stop. They probably do, honestly. But I went, I went to Uno's when there was one in Dartmouth, I think, and I tried their deep dish pizza, and I wanted to puke. It's so gross. Right. I'm just Sorry if you're from Chicago. Um, just not my flavor. Oh, it's your laptop. It's not my flavor. Oh, sorry. Anyways, um, so, you know, the Red Sox put together a nice mediocre season, coming third in the division, right? And on October 7th, right after the season, you know how you celebrate an awful mediocre season? What do you usually do? They're like, hey, my fans are probably pretty upset about how this year went. Pretty unacceptable. What, what what would you do? I would open a brewery in the stadium. I mean, fuck yeah. That'd be <laughs> fire. But John Henry announces that he's going to raise ticket prices at Fenway Park. <laughs> like, like baseball's you. already a bullshit product. Games are four hours during the regular season. That's a lot to ask of. Somebody that's a baseball fan, dedicate four hours, 162 times in a year. That's half the year. Yeah, I think the most I've paid for a baseball ticket is like 40 bucks, maybe. Yeah, I've definitely paid a good a good amount for a ticket before. But yeah, but you like... But I love baseball. Like, I, love, is, I used to love it. Actually. The thing is, it. I mean, I guess that's probably one of the only sports that's worth it to sit in the front. Because you're sitting in the front literally, like, for 10 hours, <laughs> and you're... And you're also getting, like, the you get, like, the VIP beer. Whereas, like, those guys are like, no, I'm not going to walk all the way up there, you know? I freaking hate that. Like, I just want a beer, and I don't want to go to the stand. Why can't that guy just walk up three stands? Oh, no, not this section. I can't. We only go up to this this V. Okay, so let me pay $100 more for a ticket just so you can serve me beer like a peasant. Yeah. Yo, my dad's company seats, like, they come to you with a menu. Like, a waitress comes to you with a menu. You can open up a tab with, like, a credit card. Like, my dad's, I'm saying, yo, next time you're scheduled to work, like, fucking call out. We're going to the game with those sheets. Like, those shits are sick. What do you mean, next time I'm scheduled to work? Like, you said you the the Red Sox aren't going to play this season. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, the last two times that I went to the Red Sox, like, you ended up working instead of going with me when my parents had that extra seat. Girls gotta make money. I know. Right. Those seats are fucking fire. Anyways, so they raised ticket prices 1.7%. Uh, you know, the cheapest tickets are the bleachers and standing room tickets, and those actually got hit with the biggest increases. And ticket prices are set to kind of respond to demand cues. But where's the fucking demand? The team just sucked. Nobody's in a rush to go back to see that shit. Yeah, that's the thing also. Except for people with, like, pink hats. Honestly, I think they would make more money if they decreased the price because the last couple times that we've been there, it hasn't even been full. The season ticket holders, it's technically considered a sellout even though the place is kind of empty. People don't give a rat's ass. A lot of times people go to Sox games, it's like a gift or like on a whim. They don't like plan to go to the ballpark anymore. A lot of college kids that just kind of find a cheap ticket. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like those people. And if the people you, that go there to take a selfie with an eleven dollar harpoon man, want a mango. <laughs> oh God. Yo, there's two wannas in Boston that suck. Harpoon want a mango and Brad want a maker. Fuck them. <laughs> wannas. 
Iwanas. I can't wait to yell at Brad Wanamaker through my television screen, though. The NBA is coming back in a few weeks. I'm so excited. Anyways, so uh, the Red Sox hire Haim Bloom on October 25th of 2019, who used to be the uh, the GM for the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays have like always been like one of those teams that you know their player gets really good, so let's trade them so we don't have to pay them. So they hire this guy because he's good at managing. Oh, budgets, this guy right? that's good at money. Yep. This guy is good at saving money. Yep. Great. Okay. So, um, you know they re-signed JD Martinez, and January seventh, so before the Red Sox have even hit the field, there's that whole. Um, monitor gate, whatever you want to call it, where uh, the sign-stealing thing. Oh, yeah, okay. And Alex Cora loses his job. Um, he did? Yeah, Alex Cora got fired. When? Like, after everything came out that he was cheating with Houston the year before when they won the World Series. I feel like everyone cheats, though. Why don't Boston teams always get caught cheating, even though everyone else fucking cheats? Because they don't know how you to can't, cheat, right? You can't tell me... Oh, uh, oh, the the team that's the worst at cheating, which means that they don't do it that often, ends up getting in trouble, really? Right. You need to check yourself. So, um, and you know, the crazy thing is the Red Sox didn't necessarily have to trade Mookie who's their new Who's their new GM? Their new GM, Heim Bloom. Their new manager? Oh, manager, I mean. What's the difference between a general manager and a manager? Manager manages the players on the field, the general manager... Handles player personnel, like trades, free agent signings, call-ups, and send-downs. Okay. Um, so Mookie Betts, he went to arbitration, which is basically like, you know, before you sign a big contract and you're on your rookie deal, um, Baseball Players Association has something where the player can get paid more money for what they're worth uh, before they sign their long-term deal. So Mookie Betts got... Signed to the largest arbitration deal of all time, $27 million for one year to play this year, hypothetically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that just says how good of a player he is. Nobody's ever been valued that high in arbitration, so obviously he was worth every cent. Five days later, or two days later, excuse me, Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe reports on an email exchange with John Henry. And in the exchange, John Henry claims that, quote, this focus on the CBT resides with the media far more than it does with the Red Sox. So, John Henry is already backtracking on his statement saying that he's trying to save money. Remember in mm-hmm. September he said that? Mm-hmm. Now he's saying, you know, it's not about that. January 14th, Alex Cora is gone. Um, January 28th, Mookie Betts gets offered a fat contract, but the deal doesn't get done because they have a trash GM. And... Here's the crazy part. Um, basically, on February 4th, the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts and David Price. They traded them for Alex Sandra. Verdugo and Bruce Dar Gratterall. And they also paid half of the $96 million that David Price was still owed. So they just ate $48 million, too. So that's an awful deal. And the deal was so bad that the deal actually didn't even go through initially because... The Red Sox fans were so outraged that the Red Sox kind of backtracked and they're like, wow, this trade's really bad. So they got one other prospect, right? The embarrassing part is they had a press conference a few days later when the actual trade was completed, and John Henry literally looked, his, looked in the camera and told Red Sox fans uh, that this trade was a baseball trade. What the hell does that, that they mean? Got, that they got 
good value from the trade, and this was a baseball move. It wasn't a salary dump. Even though they dumped it $48 million dollars 100% of was a salary, salary dump. dump. Yeah. I'm going to just become an L.A. fan just so I can still wear my Mookie Betts t-shirt. Right? So the Red Sox are getting shit on, right? Because the Bruins, they're in first place up to this point. You know, the Patriots lost in the playoffs, but, you know, Tom Brady's not gone yet. Tom Brady's still... <clears throat> Tom Brady's still at this point... Uh, he's, you know, he's pending free agency, but he's still with the Pats, right? Is he? Well, no, I'm saying at this time. like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I'm like, no fucking way, he's training with them already. So, you he's remember... At, he's at Derek Jeter's beach house. <laughs> yeah, right? The fuck? What a real trader. What a real trader, staying at a Yankees house, really, right after you left Boston. Like, not only did you just slap us in the face, you also, like, stabbed us in the back. So, like I was saying before, the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, he's a great owner. Wick Grosspeck's a great yeah, owner. He is, he is. You know, Bobby Kraft just likes to, you know, meet up with some women on the side here and there, but I didn't nothing know, against the man. I didn't know he was that good of an owner until I saw that Aaron Hernandez documentary, and he's literally just like everyone's dad, and I was just like, wow, what a nice guy. So... Robert Kraft had 1.7 million max, uh, masks, I can't say that word, 1.7 million masks <gasps> flown <gasps> in from China. <gasps> so he had 1.7 million masks flown in for the pandemic. Like, he used the team plane oh. to, Robert Kraft, he uh -huh. used the team plane to bring in all these masks. John yeah. Henry puts out a hit piece in the Boston Globe saying, medical workers share concern about N95 masks brought in by Kraft. Why? He was trying to make him look bad because it came from China. Listen, you can't make you can't make any don't make other bosses. Oh my god, he needs to get fired. Are you kidding me? He can't get fired. He owns the team. Um. Meanwhile, how the, does an owner get meanwhile, fired? Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get voted out by like the shareholders or whatever. It's a long thing. I'm not going to explain you how go. you can get voted out. But basically, you know, um, I got all night. <laughs> the Patriots sent three hundred thousand masks to New York City. On the cover of the New York Post, you know what they said? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Pat, with a picture of the Patriots truck. And something we thought, it says something we thought we'd never say. Thank you, You know Pats. what? So John yeah, Henry. because we love our team. Yeah. But we also love our fans. And we have some fans in New York. Yeah, there's been some other crazy <laughs> headlines that Boston Globe's put out too, like uh, spoiled Patriots in success. So Boston has all the winning uh, dim the excitement. Medical workers share concerns about masks delivered by the plane. Patriots fans are wavering because of Trump. It's absolutely insane that... What do you mean Patriots fans are... Who the fuck knows? Okay. He's trying to pin people against each other in his newspaper to take spotlight away from the Red Sox. I want to know what writers work, work, for the, work for the Boston Globe that this guy walks in and says, Hey, you're going to do an article about how the masks are from China and bad for people. <laughs> really? Right. Sorry, China uh, locked everything down and restarted its economy and started making stuff for us. Oh, uh, maybe we should have locked down. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> is that too sensitive of a subject? Maybe we should have a better president that actually knows how to do shit so then uh, we could get masks. We could be the ones making masks for other countries, but we're not, so... So, you know, there's... It's just disgraceful that you trade your homegrown talent, you raise ticket prices after a terrible year. This is the other crazy thing, too. The Red Sox were still selling season tickets 
um, even though the pandemic thing was looming, like, and basically they kept Chris Sale active to try to sell more season tickets, even though they knew that he was going to be out for the season coming up because they announced Tommy John surgery after the pandemic already started. So they were pushing season tickets right up to that point, knowing that their ace pitcher wasn't going to be Oh my God, I'm never going to see a Red Sox game again. You hear that, uh, John Henry? <laughs> and eat, the, eat your $3.4 billion. Eat it. There's another uh, amazing article out here. John Henry's Liverpool team gets publicly shamed into paying their laid off workers. So just as Jeremy Jacobs fucked the Bruins over, or Bruins staff over, uh, John Henry wasn't paying people that work for him from Liverpool, too. Wow. So. Doing the same thing, just laying people off for lowing people, not offering any additional assistance. Like Liverpool's franchise is worth two point two billion dollars itself. Yeah. That's not even the rest of what John Henry owns. Yeah. So you're saying that that little tax that went over from Mookie Betts, that John Henry couldn't take that out of his wife's purse fund, yacht fund, whatever it is, to pay the greatest homegrown talent that you've had in the last one hundred years? Yeah. Guys, don't own a boat. Just be friends with someone that owns a boat so you don't have to take care of it. <laughs> There's actually a fucking article on here. Take a look at Liverpool owner John Henry's new 68 million euro yacht. <laughs> like, what a fucking dirtbag. What is... What? Yeah, so... How much did he... How much was Mookie Betts that he didn't want to pay him? I mean, Mookie Betts actually hasn't signed a long-term deal. And... He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Well, he should have. No, he should have because with the pandemic, baseball's revenues are down. He's not going to see the money that he's potentially going to be offered going to market. The Red Sox wanted to give him ten years, three hundred million, allegedly. He wanted like three hundred and sixty million over twelve years, something like that. That's thirty a year. Yep. It's like two yachts. (laughs) A year. Two yachts a year. No. No, it's half a yacht. Half a yacht a year. Oh, God. Anyways, I mean, I mean, this is kind of just like broken up like how I've... Wait, is that why Little Yachty has that name? Because of yachts? Little Boat. I mean, yeah, he goes by Little Boat for his alter ego, so... Little Boat. I'm an idiot. Oh, my God. You didn't get that. I just thought like Yachty was like, like yeet, but like yacht. And, you know, finally... (laughs) No laughing at any of my jokes today, huh? Sorry. Just... (laughs) I'm a professional. I'm just now not funny. I'm just not funny. No, today. I'm just trying to rattle off these facts. I'm just so excited to tell you, the Boston Globe. You know, they finally admit that you know Alex Cora got caught cheating, right? Oh, he did. Well, yeah. That like, stinks. Not cheating on his wife, but cheating oh. on baseball. I knew that's what you were thinking too. Yeah. Well, no. we, were, we we talked about that like an hour ago, so now I'm. But I'm on a new that's subject. That's why I said I my timeline's kind of broken up. But you know, I hate the when one timelines are broken the up. one time that the Boston Globe like actually came forward and was like, "Hey, you know, Alex Cora fucked up." The title of the article reads, "How the Alex Cora cheating scandal compares to Patriots Spygate." So they immediately try to bring the Patriots down again. By trying to compare how the Patriots... He's a plague on the city. He needs to leave. If you just kind of sum everything up, right? Yes. Just, you know, you fire your GM, you bring out Big Poppy, you raise ticket prices after the team sucks. You say that you're trying to get under the tax, and then when you trade your homegrown talent, you say that it's not uh, because of salary reasons. It was a baseball move. 
and then you compare how you cheated to how the Patriots cheated instead of just openly covering your team like the way you tried to bring the Patriots down for all this time. Oh, and then, I don't know, you just kind of try to scam people into buying season tickets instead of just saying Chris Sale's out for the year. There's so many things, and that's just him within one year. And then, you know. He's the worst. Yeah. I would compare that to, like, if there were if there were two brothers, let's say let's say that this guy and uh, Robert Kraft are brothers, right? Robert Kraft is the favorite child, and every time John Henry does something wrong, he's like, "Well, Robert did this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Robert did this. Well, Robert did this." And they were like, "Well, honey, that was ten years ago, and he's grown up. So if you could please." Fix yourself before you go after your brother. It's fucking bullshit, man. So, and I, it's just crazy that, like, you know, I love I love 98.5, the sports hub. Like, a lot of the reason why I do is because how critical they are of the Red Sox. Because it's fair. They admit when the Red Sox were doing great in that 108-win season, you know. Like, they praised them all year for it, you know. Alex Cora can do no wrong. He's pushing all the right buttons. But also, you know, when they did some sus shit, they cheated. They on his hammered wife. him. They hammered him. He did not cheat on his wife. <laughs> Alex Cora's a family man. <laughs> and no, so um, you got me fucked up now. What was I just gonna say? Uh, I lost it. I, I was gonna hammer beep home beep. a point. I was gonna hammer home a point. You just messed me up. Beep beep. I, I'm just oh. I love 98.5 because they'll also hammer the Red Sox for, you know, being bad. It's not fair that the Boston Globe can just pick and choose when they want to do feature stories about their franchise. They're never going to highlight all the dirty stuff that they're doing and all the bull crap that they're putting their fan base through Mm -hmm. and how everything happens to be timed out. But they'll be the first ones to say, you know, um... Anything remotely positive, they'll cover Big Poppy coming back. They won't talk about why their GM got fired. Like, it's just... it's just Because he cheated. It's bullshit, and... Yeah, I'm really mad at the Red Sox. I remember calling into Zolak and Bertrand, and I was saying, you know, I go to four or five Sox games a year, and now I'm not, I'm not giving John Henry a dime this year. Granted, I don't have a choice. What'd they say? They found that awfully hard to believe, but they also, like, found oh, it Oh, is valid. it hard to believe that I'm not going to give them money? Oh! Right? I'm not, <laughs> not going to, you know, you're going to increase tickets on me, and you're going to expect me to pay more money. Like, even if I have a shit ticket in Fenway, after parking, beer, food, I'm probably dropping a bill and a half at least. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot to ask of a fan base. Ask of the it is. You're already man. charging like what twelve dollars for a Bud Light? How about uh? That's why. I don't know. That's why we just get turned at the flagon and just then walk it. in and try to buy. We try to buy one beer when we go in, one to two beers, but the games are so long, you just end up getting hammered. Honestly, they should just make the tickets free and just like have people buy twelve dollar beers. I mean, every other stadium is pretty affordable, but they're also much larger. But the reason why Fenway can charge so much is just because it's a novelty. It's the it old, is. oldest ballpark in the country. It's beautiful. Take I it for love granted. Fenway. I want to go to Wrigley so bad. That's why I want to go to Chicago. What's Wrigley? Wrigley oh. Field, where the Cubs play. I've been to like nine baseball stadiums now. But the new age baseball, growing up in such a dump of a ballpark, like Fenway was a dump in the 90s. Like it wasn't yeah, even I nice. Know. It's the oldest baseball field. What are you supposed to do? Like, oh man. I'm going to tell the story on the podcast too, right? 
So I went to a Red Sox game back in the day, and I found out the story 15 years later from Chip, who owns the Cultivator. Basically, my uncle, I remember seeing this. My uncle was so hammered at the game that he basically (laughs) stage-dived into the crowd during the National Anthem. (laughs) He goes, hey, Chip, I got an autographed baseball for you. <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, Dennis! Like that's so nice of you. Like you're bringing in an autographed baseball for the bar. Like sick." So Dennis comes into the bar and he hands him the baseball, and the bar owner's like, "What are all these?" And he's like, "I got an autograph from every beer vendor that I bought a beer off of at the game." <laughs> he had like eight autographs at least. My guy was going in on the butt heavies. Yeah. Best way. Yeah. So I mean. You know, this is why I love supporting the Celtics, though. You just don't hear anything bad about Wick Grosbeck. I don't know who that is. The owner of the Celtics. Okay. Well, I I assumed, but I'm just saying, like, I've never... And the Celtics have amazing players. You know, Patrice Bergeron says something, just to kind of, you know, circle back around on this conversation, too. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, you know, said something amazing and put his money where his thoughts were when it came to the Black Lives Matter movement. He donated $50,000 to um, both an organization in Canada and in Boston, I believe, um, related to benefiting black lives. Robert Kraft donated $1 million. And uh, so Ennis Cantor was out at the rally last weekend. Uh, Marcus Smart was out last weekend. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Brown, man. I'm I'm trying to buy a Jalen Brown jersey right now, but they're all sold out everywhere. Jalen Brown... Drove all the way to Atlanta, and then and, drove all the way back. And it was amazing. The Boston, what, and, it, and it was amazing what uh, Brad Stevens said when he said that you know Jalen's an amazing basketball player, but what he's going to accomplish off the court's far going to exceed what he's done on the court. And I just think that's, I just think that's really for tight. a young guy. Yeah, it's really great. Like Jalen Brown's, yo, know, I got this thing where I just don't want to wear a jersey of somebody that's younger than me because I'm like, oh man, that's why I love collecting these champion jerseys because all these motherfuckers are like 50 years old now. Yeah. And they're doing what I'm doing, but, you know, Jalen Brown's a leader, and, you know, Boston's really lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. Love Jalen Brown. I can't wait for NBA basketball. Woo-hoo! Um, so, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Uh, every week, we wrap it up with a banger from a local artist. Unless you got anything else to add, Allie. You got anything else for the... I feel like I was going to say something, but I totally forgot. Um, I guess like us on, um, like us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, I mean, and at downtown rats, at downtown rats. We're also, um, I guess if you want to hear any certain topics, please, uh, DM us and we'll, uh, decide if that's a good idea or not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. And Write us a review on Apple Podcasts and give us um, some stars, a lot of stars, all stars, please. That'd be legit. So we're going to end this. uh, Write us a good review. Actually, you can just write us any review as long as it has uh, a lot of stars. Yeah, keep it real. Give me some constructive criticism. Tell me that I dropped the... No, give us five stars, but tell us what's wrong with us. Tell me that I dropped the F-bomb too much or something. Anyways, uh, so we're going to finish this podcast with Quarantine by Slitty Wrist and Black Sun because... Quarantine's almost over, so... Don't say that, you're gonna jinx us. Oh, well, I also wanted to say that, like, uh, you know... <laughs> you could, you could introduce the song again. Um, I also wanted to say that 
Ian's almost walking. Uh, we almost nope. have jobs again. Yeah. Uh, you know, so things are coming up. I had so much appreciation for going to the grocery store by myself today. Yeah. Not having you sneak Hot Pockets into the cart without me looking. What? Anything I put in the basket is just at my discretion. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. Hold on. Rewind. I don't give a shit if you see me put Hot Pockets in the cart. I'll throw them in the cart. Literally. Right in front of my fucking face. Right in front of your fucking face. (laughs) Why do you care if I put Hot Pockets in the cart? Hot Pockets are the most dangerous food item ever. No. There's a good chance you're going to get sick from it and you're going to burn the shit out of the well, roof of your mouth. Who gets sick from Hot Pockets? What are you? I usually eat healthy. So what are you, celiac? I might be. Who knows? Where are you, lactose intolerant? I might be. That's the know. only way you would get sick from it. What are you, tomato intolerant? <sighs> Cooked tomatoes, miss me with them. But I can fuck with some sauce. Anyways. Okay. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's it. Yo, quarantine. Slitty wrist featuring Black Sun here on W Downtown Rats. <laughs> Peace. So don't be on the streets. It's a quarantine. Homes still get raided by police in the quarantine. Sanitizing your sanity in this quarantine. Don't cough, sneeze, speak, or even breathe, cause it's a quarantine. So don't be on the streets. It's a quarantine. Homes still get raided by police in this quarantine. Sanitizing your sanity in the quarantine. Don't cough, sneeze, speak, or even breathe, cause it's a quarantine. Stay inside, lock your doors, it's a quarantine. Government, military, and police want war with me. So don't you see, if you're walking through the streets in martial law, you better flee, cause they gon' be patrolling. Gloves on and masked up face, it's how you must be if you're out past curfew. Pigs will pull up, put you in custody. Something seems really funny about this whole disease. Like, all this is just another reason that you can fuck with me. And I must be just another target for the industry. They're killing us by any means, poisoning chemically. They're marketing promotes products made artificially. My artistry probably threatens them because of what I speak. So don't be on the streets, it's a quarantine. Homes still get raided by police in this quarantine. Sanitizing your sanity in the quarantine. Don't cough, sneeze, speak, or even breathe, because it's a quarantine. So don't be on the streets, it's a quarantine. Homes still get raided by police in this quarantine. Sanitizing your sanity in the quarantine. Don't cough, sneeze, speak, or even breathe, because it's a quarantine. Living the dream in the home of the brave Where you can't even leave home Cause it's really a cage And the rays from the television make you a slave Follow the rules, you'll be digging your grave Cause them systems that you follow Meant to keep you afraid Keep you encaged and uneducated It's been engraved in jade Different dimensions, I'ma travel ahead You quarantine, I quantum leap to a bed That was big, that's what she said Experiments that they perform in the dome She gave me dome, now she ain't going home She might be crazy, but that's just what we need I'm pretty sure that this bitch is a clone I put up home, self-quarantine, leave me alone So don't be on the streets, cause it's quarantine Homes still get raided by police in the quarantine Sanitizing and sanity in the quarantine No car seats, we go even breathe Cause it's quarantine So don't be on the streets Cause it's quarantine Homes still get raided by police In the quarantine Sanitizing your sanity in the quarantine No car sneeze, speak or even breathe Cause it's quarantine Quarantine It's no